Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week, I'm super excited to chat with my guest. I was connected with her through another guest, Aria, and uh, just a kick-ass person. And so I'm just so excited to get to know this guest more and learn about her journey. Her name is Lisa Nicole Rosado, and she's the owner and founder of We Are Women Owned. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm so excited to chat more about Wawo and what we've been up to. Yeah. So I was saying like before we hopped on that I was looking at your website, but what I didn't notice was when did y'all, when did you start it? How long have, has it been around? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I say like our born day, (laughs) there's like a couple (laughs) dates. So the idea really came for me in 2017 And I had my own online shop. It was all women's apparel, accessories, some lifestyle products. And I found that it was really hard at the time to find communities that specialized in emerging entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. women-owned businesses. It It felt very exclusive with the communities that were available at the time. You had to make X amount in revenue per year. You know, like Mm -hmm. there was all of this, all of these milestones that I hadn't quite hit yet in order to qualify for some of these communities. And being that my business business at the time was online, I really needed a way to get my my brand and uh, what it is, I guess, the goods that we sold out there and recognize the importance of in-person events. And I was living in Astoria, Queens at the time. I'm currently in Jersey City, which I love. It still feels like I'm a part of New York City because it's <laughs> just across the water there. Yeah. Um, but to do in-person events in high traffic neighborhoods as a small business owner with like zero budget for this, right? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's astronomical. It truly is. So I decided to kind of merge that desire for community And the desire to get my brand out there and bring the uh, investment down to do so by curating pop-ups that um, didn't only focus on my brand. Mm -hmm. So the first one started with, I think there were five brands total. And this was in 2018. Uh, And then two months later, we grew to over 20 brands. I don't even know how how I planned that at the time, (laughs) but we ended up winning um, a scholarship that we were able to put towards a space, a bigger space in in, um, the Lower East Side and had all of these businesses apply and were so excited about it. And it was super successful. People wanted more. 
And throughout that event, one of the things that I encouraged were, you know, as a lot of the business owners are there representing their brands, which I think is so special. Um, I'm really about the founders sharing more of their story yeah. and why it is that they do what they do. And more often than not, you would fa- find the founders at these events. And I would encourage them to connect with one another. And that is how the sisterhood component really came to be. It kind of like naturally occurred. And so by the end of 2019, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm really thinking about the time. It was only two years. (laughs) We had done 15 in-person events and most of them were in Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so wild to reflect on. <laughs> it feels like it's been years. So we are women owned as, as it exists now has been around for almost five years, but really I had been seeding what it is today since 2016, 2017, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And do y'all still do in-person like pop-up events? I mean, I'm sure that changed obviously during COVID, but have y'all gone back to that or is it online? It has shifted tremendously since the pandemic. And honestly, I want to say that the events were taking so much out of me and they were expensive to produce and they weren't even, they were, Oh yeah. And it, and it, they were beautiful, but I have like an even bigger vision for them, you know? So I just felt exhausted uh, physically, emotionally, <laughs> mentally doing these events because I didn't have like, I think on the outside, which is, I think can be a blessing. It looks like we're this full-blown team. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only full-time person. Right. And it's been like this since the beginning. So it was taking a toll on me and also my husband because <laughs> he was the one like helping us build things and truck things back and forth and mm-hmm. loading and unloading and the long days and um doing this on top of like his full-time job which I'm so grateful for I I knew prior to the pandemic things had to change uh I wasn't planning for them to happen as quickly as they did so today we haven't done um one of our big in person pop-ups since holiday 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's been so wonderful is that we were really able to cultivate our online community and we've gone completely digital, which has allowed us to expand the business and we're able to support women entrepreneurs outside of the tri-state area, yeah. which is very exciting. And I do miss the in-person events. So I feel like with the right team in place and enough funds, I'm totally, totally open to it in the future. Uh, but now we're just really honing in on our main offering, um, which we can talk more about, and making that offering the best it can possibly be and as value-packed as possible for the women entrepreneurs we feel so grateful to support. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. yeah. I, just, I love like hearing like the change, you know, and just like the journey of all of it. Cause I don't know. It's so funny. Like what we envision when we start and then we start to look back and it's like, huh, wow. Like, you know, just things we didn't anticipate. For sure. And I don't even run my online shop anymore. I found that this was what really fueled me and energized me and yeah. got me pumped and excited. And I was like, this is the work that I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Um, that and making that decision to cut ties with that part of my, my business, my, 
I guess my career wasn't an easy decision, but it was for sure the right one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you had a corporate career before launching this, right? So there's some confusion there. I realized that there's uh, something that I need to update on our website. <laughs> um, it's always I did. I forever. Very, we always have to change I know. I had a very <laughs> short stint to work again in the corporate world. And I quickly realized, not for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I had worked for a number of boutiques in Manhattan for many years as a manager and a buyer and all the other hats, <laughs> because yes. that's what happens with entrepreneurs. I mean, small business ownership, I want to say. Um, I feel like whether you're starting your own business or you have a small business with you know just a couple of employees, most people are wearing many hats. So yeah. I learned a lot through that experience, uh, you know, the marketing, event planning, merchandising, buying, interacting with customers, you know, like relationship building, I, I, the works. I learned so much throughout that experience and I hadn't really given it much thought at the time, but a couple of the places that I had worked at, at in the past were really focused on supporting emerging and women-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So again, I feel like the seeds had been planted, even though when I started my own business and then it led me to We Are Women Owned, uh, consciously, I hadn't even thought of how all of my prior experience had played into you know, what it is that I do today. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I mean, it seems like, you know, it you've grown the business and the brand pretty quickly. Like, I mean, that's not a very long time to do that. So what like tips do you have or, you know, like, I don't know, anything that sticks out in your mind of what you've been doing to be able to build so quickly, like your brand? I will say there's a couple things. So when I first started We Are Women Owned, I I'm not, I don't love selling. I'm going to be honest. It's not my favorite thing. It's like, this is the thing that I'm passionate about. I want to do it. And I just hope people find it, (laughs) but that's not fully sustainable. But in the beginning, when no one had any idea, you know, who I was or what we are women owned was, it was a lot of hopping on calls and sending out, um, you know, cold emails. And it was a lot of, you know, talking about me, my experience, why I'm doing this as an entrepreneur who at the time, you know, had only had product experience headed in, heading into service. I felt like that was such an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, you know, I'm not just like this event organizer. I know what it takes to run a small business in the product space Um, which is why I think I have like this unique spin on it and a unique understanding. And I want this to be the best it can for you. And I would actually share resources with the, I guess, our vendors um, to help them make the most out of the pop-up experience. Uh, Because I would notice like some people didn't have, you know, newsletter signups or some brands were really timid and not sharing anything about their, (laughs) their business. And so I thought by creating these resources and also trying to gather as many of our vendors virtually ahead of time, it would help better equip them for the experience and also help them settle into the space and the environment a little bit better. Um, and these women, after they would meet each other on the call, they would get so excited to meet each other in person. And it just felt like a really warm and welcoming 
environment. Um, so I'm like, where did, how did I get, okay. I'm like, how did I get here? Oh, but it was a <laughs> lot of having, of course, the doorbell rings. Let's just give it a moment <laughs> here. I love it totally fine. Uh, one time I was interviewing um, somebody who was also in New York and there was like sirens in the background. Like, you know, it's real life. It happens. <laughs> I, I, of course, I'm like, we rarely get the doorbell ring. It's a delivery at this time, but it's going to happen today. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a lot of having to uh, share about my experience, um, whether that was prior to starting my own business and being in the product and retail space for so many years, uh, starting my own product-based business. And I also had a blog for a number of years, which I found worked really great to showcase you know, what it is that I was about and mm-hmm. what I was capable of and how I like things to look visually beautiful. And yeah, it was essentially a portfolio for me. So it was a lot of getting my name and my face out there and hopping on calls for, you know, just about anyone who wanted to learn more, which again, was uncomfortable. But <laughs> once people sensed and could hear and feel how passionate I was and I am about what it is that I do, it, you know, more often than not would seal the deal. Mm -hmm. And that also goes for showing up on social media. Uh, I will say that I'm like about to crawl into like my shell right now as I say this, Um, (laughs) but I do know that getting like getting my story out there and showing my face and using my voice helped tremendously in the first couple of years of growing We Are Women Owned. And yeah, I was just like preaching and and just sharing even just like my day to day or, you know, the struggles that I would experience and why it is that I I do this and why it's so important that we, you know, support and shop women owned, all that good stuff. It really helped foster, of course, that no like trust factor, but more so for me, just a genuine, authentic and vulnerable connection with people that I had been longing for for so long. And it just took me opening, learning to open up more about, you know, real life things (laughs) (laughs) Um, that started to foster those relationships. I will say in the last few years, I have been very much behind the scenes more so (laughs) than I would like uh, because of how the business has grown. And I'm working on trying to remove myself from the day-to-day and the back end so that mm-hmm. I can get myself back in there and better represent the brand as the founder. Um, but that was so key the first few years. And then because our mission, I think, is so clear and is something that thankfully many people can get behind Um, I found that throughout the pandemic with everything going on, people were that much more, I'm trying to think of the words, (laughs) (laughs) but they, I felt like so many more people rallied behind our mission and wanted to see these businesses survive and Mm -hmm. thrive because as you know, the small business community took a very hard hit, especially minority-owned businesses. Um, So that did help with our growth in ways that I was not anticipating. And we did a lot of free and low-cost, you know, virtual events and offerings that really skyrocketed, skyrocketed, 
I can't even speak. Skyrocketed <laughs> us <champagne>. forward. <laughs> Actually, let me take a sip. <laughs> but it really helped propel the business forward in a way in a way that I was not initially anticipating. Yeah. Um, so I think there were a couple things that happened in the be- very beginning. It was me just like putting myself out there as much as possible, sharing my story as much as possible and just who I am and what I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pandemic, there was like some magic that happened <laughs> throughout the pandemic as well that I feel like I can't take much credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the pandemic is so you like, it's, was a terrible, terrible time. But then like, you know, there was such, there's silver linings through it. Too. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. that's any, any event in history, you know, but um, yeah, I, I think you're like, I totally agree. Like I think of the small businesses around like the tiny little town that I live in and like how people would, you know, create websites to be able to like remind people to, you know, just even pick yeah. up your food to go so we could help support all these small businesses because it was such a drastic hit for them. Exactly. And I'm still putting into practice personally as a, I like to consider myself like a mindful consumer, especially when it comes to small businesses. Some of those things that I picked up during the pandemic, like ordering, you know, delivery, like you mentioned, or takeout from, um, instead of going on those third party apps, which are wonderful and so convenient, I try to call as much as possible Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, to make sure like as much of those funds, whatever it is that I'm spending on my bill is going back to that small business. So I think we all, there was an an awareness that came out of it um, that wasn't there prior to, I feel. Yeah, no, I totally agree. 100%. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, So yeah, so your mission is to, you know, help spread, right, the importance of shopping women owned. So Mm -hmm. could you share some more about that? Um, And just like where that passion comes from and, you know, why it's so important, all that good stuff. Oh, yes. I'm like fired up (laughs) to talk about this. It's so funny because it took me up until this year to start getting comfortable with talking about more of the political aspects of it, right? For me, I didn't even realize a lot of what I know now Mm -hmm. (laughs) until stepping into this world, which is like shocking to me. I feel like this is stuff that I wish I'd learned in school. Um, or maybe I, maybe I learned bits and pieces here and there, uh, but it just didn't land with me at the time. But in doing a lot of research since starting my own business and launching We Are Women Owned, uh, there are some really staggering stats out there that I think a lot of people are turning a blind eye to, or they just might not even be aware of. Yeah. And one, I'm going to share a few of those <laughs> with you all. But it is wild to think that 50, not even 50 years ago, women were not allowed to start their own businesses. What? That's yes. crazy. Before 1974, we were not allowed to start our own businesses. So oh this, God. I mean, the fact that we're doing it today, isn't that like bonkers to right. think about? Yeah, I would think like 20s, maybe 30s, but the 70s? No, like seven, I... 1974. Wow. Which means that white men have had a 2000 year advance in building wealth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's insane. And it wasn't until 1980 when President Reagan signed the Women's Business Ownership Act that women no no longer required a male co-signer on loans for female entrepreneurs. 
I was born in 87. (laughs) Right. I was born in 81. That's insane. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And and then like the whole, as you can see, there's issues here with we weren't even allowed to do this. Then when we were allowed, it took another 14 years before, you know, we were able to gain, you know, access to to loans (laughs) on our own. Right. Mm -hmm. And then this is also, I mean, there's just so much here. But 42% of all American small businesses are women-owned and operated, yet in 2022, only 2.3% of women-led startups receive VC funding. So it's hard to get, so hard for women entrepreneurs, minority-owned businesses to get any sort of funding. Yeah. And 88% of businesses owned by women generate less than $100,000 a year in revenue. What? That's terrible. And I want to be clear, that's revenue, not profit. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So there's so many expenses and investments that come along with running a business that more often than not, a large percentage of what's coming in revenue wise is going straight back into the business. Mm -hmm. So it's not even sufficient enough for helping us women fully take care of ourselves, like our basic and personal needs. So, (laughs) you know, a lot of women, it's really unfortunate are like maxing out their credit cards or having to take on extra um, jobs or working full-time and trying to run their businesses Mm -hmm. or multiple part-time. I think, you know, I'm I'm sure you've heard (laughs) over and over again. And also women are the sole income earners in 40% of U.S. households. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have thought it'd be that high. I didn't think that number would be that high. Yep. Yep. So there's just so much here that's been stacked against Yeah. And my goal with We Are Women Owned is to help, you know, shift the economy in any way that we can and shift that power dynamic to help us get more money into the hands of women. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I don't think like, I don't know. It's just so mind boggling, you know, here and there we'll come across someone who will challenge our mission and what it is that we do. And I really can't understand, especially when women drive between 70 to 80% of buying decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's wild to me. It's like, overall, we're like the bigger uh, spenders And also we're the ones that I think I feel, and I feel like there's information about this too, in terms of like actual stats that women are more often than not, especially in comparison to our male counterparts, willing and wanting to support initiatives that we're passionate about. We're Mm -hmm. very invested in our communities. So in my mind, (laughs) it just makes sense that we're putting more money into the hands of people, you know, making much better, uh, you know, much more mindful and conscious decisions when it comes to our local communities and beyond. And they're the ones 70 to 80% of buying decisions are driven by women. So I just feel like there's so much here that it's just a testament to how much work there is. To yeah. be done. <laughs> it's true. Um, but it is staggering to think that only not even 50 years ago, this was not even a possibility. Right. And of course, 
you know, we've heard about women, incredible women throughout history who have paved the way, but kind of did it under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and technically they shouldn't have even, it was illegal <laughs> for them to be doing the things that they were doing. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is just shocking. It is shocking. It really is. So, yeah. Yeah. So we are here trying to utilize our platform, our resources, our connections, anything that we possibly can to create opportunities for women-owned businesses to gain additional brand visibility and in turn, the ultimate goal, like I've said a few times throughout our chat here, is to get more money into the hands of women by shopping women-owned small businesses. I love it. And so like to do that, like how is like, is it net, like, do y'all do networking events and it's like, or a directory? And I know you have like a upcoming holiday shopping guide. Like, yeah, oh my can gosh. you yes. explain a little bit more how? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the two main ways. So with We Are Women Owned, we're known as the go-to source for discovering shopping and supporting women-owned small businesses. And two great ways to do that right at this moment are our small business directory. So we have brands spanning from, you know, apparel, home and lifestyle, pets, baby and kids, anything you can think of to also service providers, which mm-hmm. I feel like can often be left out of the equation um, when it comes to these types of directories or events. So it was important for me as someone who, you know, started in product and then kind of migrated over to service that we created a space that you know, would include both. Um, so I highly recommend it's directory.wearewomenown.com. You check that out. And I think there's over 200 businesses on there currently, maybe closer to 250. And you can shop by, you know, whether they're minority owned, LGBTQ plus owned by city and state, if that's something that you're interested in, in shopping, like, you know, um, where it is that you grew up or, you know, a place that you lived in that really meant a lot to you. Um, And then we are really excited to have recently launched our 2022 holiday gift guide, which is completely digital. It's shoppable. It looks like a magazine. I'm so proud of our project. We did our first one last year. It is a lot of work. (laughs) Um, But it's really, I think, beautifully done and curated. And there's over 125 unique gift ideas for, I would dare say, everybody on your list, all from women-owned businesses. And you just click on the products and it'll take you directly to either the listing for the product or the brand's website. And you just shop directly through that brand. So, you know, any, any sales they make go directly to the businesses themselves. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. And did I see, do y'all have networking events too or no? So we do have the Wawo Network, which is great for women entrepreneurs who are looking to gain additional brand visibility and they're also looking for community. Mm -hmm. So when you apply and you get accepted, you gain access to creating a business listing on our directory, which I love our directory so much because it was important to me and we're still built. This is like a living, breathing project. My husband (laughs) and I have been building it together for the past year and a half. And there's a lot of cool features um, that we'll be launching in the months to come. That'll make the I feel the discovery aspect even cooler. 
um, and more value packed for the brands featured. So it's more than the listing. They have, Mm -hmm. they each have profiles as well, which is sort of like a mini website within the directory. And it's like this snapshot of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where you can find this, the businesses on their social media platforms, if they offer wholesale, because we've noticed that brands were looking to, um, you know, purchase wholesale, uh, you know, finding whole products wholesale via our website. So we created that um, feature so that brands can include that information. It explains more about the brands, you know, upcoming events, promotions about the founder, which of course is important to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're really excited right now. We're actually building an events calendar. So all of the events that um, these brands are a part of, or they're organizing will auto-populate, whether it's virtually or in person to one calendar oh, um, mm. that anyone, you know, interested will be able to search through. Uh, yeah. We just want to make it easier for these brands to get discovered Um and, and get their, their visions and their missions out there. And it's just so rewarding because I, I just know what it takes to run a business and just to exist. And, you know, when you're making these purchases or, you know, investing in any of these services, you are really having a life-changing impact on these women and their businesses and their personal lives. It is just so rewarding and everybody is so incredible and their stories deserve to be shared and told. Um, So there's, there's that piece. And I forgot, you see, I get so excited (laughs) um, that I'm forgetting uh, and then the community component is the place where we call it the sisterhood is where, you know, the, the female entrepreneurs can come together and, and connect and support one another. There's resources we have, uh, we're going to start doing monthly networking events. Again, we have co-working sessions, workshops, basically anything we can do to help make their entrepreneurial journeys a little easier. Yeah. And and more gratifying and so that they feel supported. That's what we're here to do. Oh, I love that. That's so true. And like it's so I'm true, like, like what sorry, go ahead. No, I'm like sweating over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, awesome. How excited I am. I'm like, I yeah. hope this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. And you can hear the passion in your voice, you know. And um yeah, I just love because what you what you said, you know, like when you buy from women owned. I mean, it's not just them that you're supporting. It's their family. It's their, you know, and like the ripple effect. It's such a ripple effect. Such a ripple effect. I love that. Well, yay. Okay. And I'm going to look into (laughs) joining too. I was like, oh my gosh, let's check it out. Yeah. And we also love when our network members uh, host workshops too. It's also like, right. That's part of visibility. Mm So we're always looking for incredible experts in our community to put on workshops for not only the the sisterhood community, but we extend it out to pretty much anyone. Yeah. Um, so we'll blast it out to our email lists and on social media. Again, we're very serious about the visibility piece. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So what have you found to be you know, your favorite or like most effective marketing strategy or strategies that you've used, you know, over the past few years to, to grow the business? It goes back to what I shared earlier is really getting out there and sharing your yeah. story. 
Um, yeah, I think it's so huge. And I, I cringe every time I say it now because I know the impact that it has and how it's helped my business evolve. However, I also understand feeling exhausted and feeling like you don't have energy right. yeah. to do these things because there's so many other things going on in the business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really get out there, share your story, share your why, continuously share what it is that you offer. Uh, I think a lot of us can fall victim to like sharing something one once or twice. And I'm guilty of this and being like, oh my God, like no one signed up or like five people you know, applied for this thing or I feel attacked you know, right now. <laughs> I'm totally me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm guilty of this too. But so few people are actually seeing your content, even right. with like we are women owned and the amount of followers that we have on Instagram, which of course we're grateful for. There are times where our content gets pushed out and, and we're so grateful for it. And then there's times where there's like 20 likes on something, right. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just comes with the territory of the beast that is social media <laughs> and how it's ever changing. And so much is out of our control, especially yeah. with these pla platforms being quote unquote free and them <laughs> wanting us to invest our dollars. I get it. It's a business deal. Yeah. I, I, you know, I understand all, all the sides of it. Um, but they want us to put money towards ads and mm -hmm. they want us to use all the new features that come out yeah. and it can feel really overwhelming. So don't be afraid to repurpose content. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, and continuously share what it is that you do, what it is that you're offering. You should be absolutely sick of hearing from yourself <laughs> <laughs> or hearing yourself, I should say. Uh, but then also, you know, every time there's like a blackout, let's say on Instagram, I think that's mm -hmm. the platform that so many of us, um, utilizing and, you know, let's be real, rely on for our businesses. Uh, we all go into panic mode and we're like, oh, sign up for my email list. Do not neglect your email list. Yes. <laughs> it's a gold mine. <laughs> it is. And that's something that I have really been focused on strategizing and, and trying to grow because it is so true. Like, yes, mm -hmm. okay, we have 50K followers on Instagram, which again, sometimes it works to our benefit sometimes not so much. And we invest time, energy, money, resources into, you know, our Instagram content and our strategy. And sometimes it doesn't pay off. So I think it's really important to nurture and continue to grow your email list. And one of the ways that we're doing that right now is like I mentioned to you, we've opened up um, our, our, the people, you know, our email list to our community members, those who are hosting workshops and inviting people to join for free. They have to sign up for our email list mm -hmm. in order to gain access to that free and super valuable content. Um, and then for the holiday gift guide, one thing I decided to test out this year, which it seems to be working well, is a lot of the brands have been super generous and they're offering special promotions available exclusively through We Are Women Owned. So you'll see them like scattered throughout the guide, scattered throughout the directory. And what I decided to do was round up all of those deals in one place and people have to sign up for our email list to get that resource where yeah. all of these, you know, 
deals and promotions are easily accessible all in one place for them with links to the website, all that good stuff. So, you know, it's important that we're thinking of ways that, you know, we're again, providing value. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like an exchange happening, right? Like you're giving me your email address and you're receiving this content or access to this workshop. More than fair. More than fair. (laughs) (laughs) And also like remembering to nurture Mm -hmm. that audience. Um, Yeah. There's so much that I can say about building your email list and also guilty of not applying all of those things. (laughs) It is so important that we are nurturing that audience. Yeah, totally. Well, it's kind of like what you said with like social media. If like we post once and we're like, oh, nobody did it. It's kind of like if we send out an email once and, you know, people again kind of get buried in their inbox, you know, like there's a chance, a good chance that they didn't see that or, you know, they kind of don't remember or they're like, oh, I'll do that later. But if we nurture them, then they, you know, stay top of mind and they're like, oh, yeah, great. I'm going to go sign up for that. It's so true. And I'm like logging into my Flowdesk account right now because I love, you know, certain email providers. Mm -hmm. They have this function where you can, let's say, you can resend to unopened. Yes. Right. So to people, and that's something that I feel like people should utilize more. And you can also play around with adding like the reply in the subject line or just changing the subject line mm-hmm. completely to see like, you know, just test out the subject lines too. Totally. Um, but I've also really been leaning onto or leaning into the, um, the recent to unopens. And I found that's been really helpful. Yeah. Um, I implement it for my clients and it's definitely, you know, helps that open rate go up and you wouldn't kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have thought it would have had that much of a, of an impact as it has. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have like, <laughs> I feel like you could keep going in the, the email direction, yeah. but what it comes down to is like, yes, keep putting yourself out there, sharing your story, what it is that you offer. Don't be afraid to share the day-to-day and the challenges that come along yeah. with life and entrepreneurship. I find that yes, it can be scary. I think you learn to become more and more comfortable with it. The more consistent you are and the more you continue to share and connect. And I Mm -hmm. think more often than not, you will feel incredible and it'll be so rewarding because you are going to be fostering some truly incredible connections (laughs) through social media. Um, And these people will continue to support you through thick and thin because they adore you and your mission, like adore you as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, First and foremost, it goes back to that uh, quote by Simon Sinek that I love so much. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yes. Um, They're really buying you, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's not so much, you know, the product or the service. It's it's you. It's Mm -hmm. you. So continue to share your your magic and your awesomeness. Share it over and over and over again until you get tired of hearing yourself. <laughs> and also, you know, don't put all of your eggs into the Instagram basket. Yes. Please consistently work towards strategizing and growing and nurturing your email list. Yes. Um, I think I'll keep it there. I love it. No, I love it. <laughs> I 100% agree with all of it. <laughs> well, awesome. Okay. So kind of switching gears. Um, I like to ask a few personal questions. Uh, again, not super personal, but um, just kind of fun um, questions at the end. So what is your favorite book? Oh my goodness. 
That's such a good question. I'm like looking around, like, of course I have barely, <laughs> I have like journals that I'm surrounded by. Um, my gosh, what is something that I have been loving? I have to think on this for a second. Okay. We can you know come back to with me. <laughs> you know what it is with me? I, I wish that I read more fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that but a lot find, on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That does not surprise me. It's more like, I love a lot of like personal development yes. and of course, like business entrepreneurship, that sort of thing. Um, but like, I don't know why nothing is coming to mind. I mean, start with why is great, <laughs> which I just, you know, I, I quoted Simon Sinek a moment ago. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Everything is Figuratable by Marie Forleo. Yeah, that one's good. Oh my gosh. Yes, this is the one. Oh my God. I can't <laughs> even believe that I'm forgetting this. We Should All Be Millionaires by yes. Rachel Rogers. Mm-hmm. And I have to give her credit because I have looked high and low for so many resources when it comes to uh, the women's liberation movement and women's rights and uh, women entrepreneurship and all of that good stuff. And I have like all these books and resources. However, in We Should All Be Millionaires, which within like the first less than 40 pages, she goes really deep in a concise way mm-hmm. about uh, basically the issue with <laughs> the power dynamics. Yeah. Um, and so I do want to give a ton of credit to her. Uh, and I remember reading that specific chapter. I wish I knew what it was off the top of my head and it got me re-inspired for the work that I do and wanting to talk more about, um, these stats and figures. Um, because I think we get so lost or, or we had in past years with like the whole girl boss, you know, movement, Mm -hmm. which is great, but there's so much more behind it that, yeah we are not uh, shining light on mm-hmm, <laughs> like yeah. a lot of the things that we talked about today, which some of these things are in her, in her book. Yeah. So we should all be millionaires is fantastic. Yeah. It, it, I loved everything about that book. And yeah, I totally oh, agree so with you. Good. Like dismay, like to really like for the girl boss movement and all that's like really, really take effect. You know, we still kind of have to dismantle what's behind, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. So I love that. That's your mission. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to drink? Mm, it could be anything. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big coffee drinker. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? So I started dog walking in May. <laughs> and I love it. Like Mm -hmm. it is my meditation. It is like a form of therapy for me. I find, and I'm sure like a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to this, especially those that are so in their businesses and and in love with what they do, that it is so hard for me to turn my brain off. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And especially since the pandemic, I'm in front of my computer all the time. Like in the past with my first business, I was constantly going on buying appointments and sorting through stock and doing all these things that kept me, you know, on my feet and on the go. And now since the pandemic, with everything being online, I am like glued to my computer all the time. Yeah. So the dog walking keeps me present. And again, 
between being passionate about what I do, but I also have ADHD. It is so hard for me to turn off my brain. So I'm moving my body. I'm getting vitamin D on those Mm -hmm. beautiful days. I'm out in nature. I'm obsessed with dogs. Like I was before. I don't know how my love grew as exponentially (laughs) as it has. Uh, But I am so present during my time. It's just like me and my dog friends. And is it your dog that you walk or you walk other dogs? No, in my neighborhood. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So in the afternoons, a few times a week, I, I love to walk dogs. <laughs> I, oh, I love it. <laughs> and it's been so great for like my mental, physical, and emotional mm-hmm. health. I can't speak any more highly of it. And I've also found it gratifying in ways that my business isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, in like, of course, there's so much that I love about my business, but there's like this instant gratification. Like I turn off, you know, with it after the half an hour, the hour that I have with the dog, you know, it's not like I'm like obsessing over it or freaked out about anything. Right. It is again, it's, it kind of balances out yeah. <laughs> my life <laughs> in a really beautiful way that I was not expecting. Also, I'm not going to lie. I get along or I relate more with dogs I feel, <laughs> than a lot of people. Um, so it's just, again, it's been such a gratifying experience for me. Uh, and if you follow my personal <laughs> Instagram account, you will see mostly on my Instagram stories, like updates on these dogs. Aww. I also think I'm great at like dog photography. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, it's really, you can't really like describe the energy of dogs, you know, but you can feel it, you know, like, and when they oh like, gosh. they literally smile at you and it's like, you can't be like upset. Like I totally, I totally get what you're saying. It's an instant mood boost. Yes. Honestly, totally. no matter how there are days where I'm just like so exhausted, my body hurts, you know, <laughs> but as soon as I see their faces and how excited they are and we get moving, all of that melts away. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Um, what is your, what what do you like to watch? What's your favorite thing to watch? I'm a YouTube lady. (laughs) So I watch a lot of things on YouTube, but I will say again, with how my brain operates and me needing a break from it, I do watch a lot of reality TV. I find that I really need like mindless content. Yep. Totally. Um, so yeah, I'm guilty of like the love is blind and love Island and bachelor in paradise <laughs> and all of that stuff. And then I have to binge it too. Yeah. So um, I will say like, there's, that's probably like 90% <laughs> of the answers that I get on this about watching. Um, because yeah, like you said, like we all, it's hard to turn our brain off and it's so nice to not really have to think. So we just, you know, kind of gravitate to stuff like that. <laughs> Also, I love living a drama-free life, mm-hmm. but I welcome it when it's like, you know, outside you of my right. orbit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm sure there's other shows that I, I love to watch. I just, that are outside of um, reality TV. It's just what I have been consuming the most lately because of how busy I've been. <laughs> yeah. I love like HGTV mm-hmm. and any of like real estate or home improvement renovations I love all of that stuff too yeah that stuff's awesome um and lastly where's your favorite place to travel to that's an easy one Iceland Ooh, I don't think yeah. every, nobody's had that answer Ooh, yet I'm feeling really cool right now. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended and no, I'm just kidding <laughs> that's so funny um yeah my husband and I went many many years ago 
and fell in love so much so that we got married there in 2019. And we're going back in June of 2023 and we're renting a camper van for two weeks and going, we're going to rough it. And go along the entire island. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to watch that on your Instagram stories. Oh my gosh, like, please do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get up to lots of shenanigans. I'm like nervous because I'm not really like the roughing it type. However, <laughs> we're just so excited about this. And yeah. it's the best way and the most cost-effective. I seems very expensive, I will say that, mm. um, to see the entire island. Uh, but we're so excited. It is such a magical, special, like otherworldly kind of place. And it just keeps pulling us back. So I can't yeah. wait to see other parts of the country. Oh, that's going to be amazing. And I know like roughing it's kind of hard, but at least it's just two weeks. You know, it's not like two months. Like yeah, it's totally a showering and bathroom yeah. situation yeah. that I'm concerned about. <laughs> With good reason, but yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I'm really excited. And I'm sure like after the first few days, we'll get into the group of things. Yeah. But I think oh, it's awesome. going to be really special. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch. Um. So yeah. So speaking of that, where can everybody find you on social media and your website and, you know, all that good stuff to follow you and connect with you? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So on Instagram for We Are Women Owned, it's We Are Women Owned and it's W-O-M-E-N. And our website's wearewomenowned.com. The directory is directory.wearewomenowned.com. But if you just go to wearewomenowned.com, you'll see it there as Mm -hmm. well as the gift guide. Everything's We Are Women Owned. (laughs) (laughs) So you can find us pretty much everywhere, but we're most active on Instagram. I'm trying to get on the TikTok bandwagon. It's just taken me <laughs> some time. And if you'd like to follow me personally, it's Lisa Nicole Rosado on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'll include that in, in the podcast notes. Amazing. Yay. Well, this has been so much fun. Um, and yeah, like I said, I love your mission. I'm so happy you're doing what you're doing because it's so needed in the world. Um, and I know you're so busy. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. We're just getting started. Five years in, but we're just getting started. I hope that people really enjoy discovering, shopping, supporting all of the businesses that, again, we feel so lucky to have the the opportunity to work with at this capacity. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, keep doing what you're doing because you're killing it. You too, Nicole. Thanks. (laughs) Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing backslash services to learn more.